Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey friends, it is Lindsay. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. Today I am here with my dear friend, Quinn Kelly. She is a gem. Hi, Quinn. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. Thanks for coming on and hanging out with us today. You guys, I'm really excited about today's conversation because we are going to talk about jealousy and envy. And I think it is something that is a very, very common struggle, especially amongst women. And I just wanted to dive in. Quinn is a therapist and a believer and just an awesome woman altogether. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective, Quinn. Thank you so much. I'm excited to dive in. Okay. So let's begin. Number one, what types of things cause you to envy like in your personal life? Do you struggle with this at all? I am (laughs) ashamed. Should Should I say ashamed? I absolutely struggle so much with envy. I think it's interesting that this just happened to be the topic of today because if there's anything the Lord has been working on in my heart and kind of Mm -hmm. revealing some of my personal struggles um, and things that are causing me to hurt, it really has centered a lot around this particular subject. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I think there's been a progression in me. Mm -hmm. So professionally stepping out um, in ministry over the last two years has really been a time where I have really appealed to my achieving side. You know, that Enneagram? Yes. Yes. (laughs) What number are you? What Enneagram number are you? three. I think that, you know, what's so funny is I would really say in my 20s, of course, I didn't take the test in my 20s, but I'm 36 now. So I'm an older woman. And in my 20s, I think I was really more of a helper. And that's when I got my my, um, therapy degree, and then probably mm-hmm. with a wing three. But I almost feel like I've shifted as I've stepped out in ministry, more more bold ministry in the last few years, where it has really, I think my achieving side has really what has come to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And my helping side has stepped back a bit more in the motherhood role, but not so much in the day-to-day role um, as a therapist. And what's been crazy and hard about that is a competitive side of me has. <laughs> okay, so I laugh. And this is why we click so well, Quinn, I think is because I'm also a three wing too. And I think we see that in one another, but I can very much relate that that is my struggle as well is this competition. I am competitive with people who don't even know I'm alive. <laughs> like I am just competing and it's such a, it is so frustrating to me. It is insanely frustrating. And it's funny because my husband kids me. So this is an even weirder caveat. Okay, get ready for this. In a sports game, 
I'm not going to be competitive with you. Like, I don't care. If we're playing cards, I'll be like, eh, I'm not that good. I don't care. Which maybe you could actually argue the reason I don't play the cards is is because I would be competitive. (laughs) But there's parts of me that in some ways are so not competitive. But I am here to tell you, I when I have a goal and something that I am trying to pursue, it really is where if I am not careful, I can fall into a very unhealthy level of that. Mm -hmm. And I do. I begin envying those around me. Like you said, they don't even know who Quinn Kelly is and they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yet I personally am out to, I guess, I mean, if I'm at the root of my most honest and sinful self, you know, almost like beat them at something that has no merit to either of us. And it has been... This is something that God is working on in my heart. Hmm. That's so good. It's like, I mean, honestly, kind of refreshing to me to know I'm not alone in that because I don't know if I've really talked about this on the podcast, but when I took the Enneagram, which for those of you who don't know, it's just a personality test that really digs into the good and the bad parts of your personality and helps you to determine what is the healthy side and the unhealthy side and how to work through those things. It's fascinating. But the three is the achiever. And I cried when I read the description of a three. And I took the test like four times because I was so in denial. And I kept telling Jesse, my husband, I was like, this can't be right, even though every single word was 1000% accurate. And I've, I've really grown to see the positive side of that. But the negative side, just as you're saying, Quinn, is that struggle of, always feeling like I can't rest until I'm the best. And it's not even in a prideful way. For me, at least, it's like this insecurity. And it it flows out with competition because I'm feeling insecure and feeling like, oh, I'm not enough. If she's doing that, one, I'm never going to get there. But two, I have to at least try because I'm just going to sit in this insecurity and jealousy and resentment that is it just super sinful because I'm feeling like I I can't measure up and it's really not trusting God and what he has for me. Well, that that hits the nail on the head absolutely because really the remedy, which I don't know if you want to <laughs> party jump into yeah. that remedy, but there is such a trust factor in it. And what's funny is, you know, and I think this goes back to the helper thing and I know we're getting all enneagram deep, but my nature is to want to help you with all of my heart and build you up to the highest degree. But what I have found is when we are competing in the same area or we're doing the same thing, that is where that competitive edge takes over, over wanting to help them. Mm. And the truth of it is that is just so not living in trust of God and who he has called us individually to be. And that has really led me to evaluate where, where am I putting my trust? You know, is it on this success from the world or really is it in trusting that God's plan for me is something that he will be able to accomplish Hmm. no matter what. And it doesn't matter what that girl over there is doing. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think it's replacing those thoughts and also it's obedience. And we can dive into more Mm -hmm. questions, but one thing I have learned in myself that has probably been the greatest help when it comes to envy and jealousy, because I battle it. I don't think I battle it like I used to. I used to be really envious of how people looked and like they were prettier than me, skinnier than me. Those things really ate away at me. That doesn't phase me anymore. I think as I became a mom and just have things of greater importance. But 
when someone else is succeeding, I have been very intentional in obedience, not that it's super easy for me, but to celebrate them and to really just like rejoice with them and obediently lift them up, promote them, share their stuff. And because I know how it feels when other people do that for me. So I'll ask you, Quinn, how do we overcome the desire to shy away from other people's successes and instead really celebrate those accomplishments with a pure heart? Well, for me, it's kind of like what you just said. I have to be pretty intentional. Well, first of all, going to scripture is incredibly helpful because, I mean, you look to scripture, everything we are taught is that the least are the ones that will be the greatest, the last of the line, you know, the last shall be first, the meek shall inherit the earth, Mm -hmm. right? Everything God teaches us is that we are really not supposed to be self-seeking. And so I try and lean against that instinct to, oh, I'm feeling that. What is that feeling? I'm feeling competitive. I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling envious. And to think, no, no, God, I am not going to, I'm not going to do that. I want to get at the back of the line Mm. and I want to be grateful that she is at the first and I'm going to pray for her. So I do intentionally try and always pray. When I feel that rising up within me, I'm like, God, you make this right. You know, help me. Like, whatever this is, just take it out, take it away. And then I am pretty intentional in those moments of reaching out to that person. Hmm. So not in a caddy, I'm not um, really happy for you way, but to pray pray through it and to lean into what God has taught me that to be right then say, you know, I'm so happy for you. I see God is using you and, and to build that person up because that helps me remember that both places, you know, if God's putting them at the first and I'm at the last, they're both God ordained in that moment. And just to rejoice in both spots. That's so good. And I think especially it is so damaging to relationships because it is like, a root that just grows deeper and deeper and deeper in our hearts. And then if we don't act out of that obedience, if we don't pray and allow God's word to live in our hearts, I love that the reminder of the first will be last, the last will be first, because it's we are not here. We are not doing any of this. We're not living this life for our glory on earth. And for me, I have to remind myself of that. Like I don't have to make something of myself to feel worthy. Like I am worthy because I am loved and because my rewards are in heaven. And that is what I want to strive toward. That is what I want to seek and pursue. Proverbs 1430 is one of my favorite verses on this. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And I think I I know the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He has come to destroy our relationships, to destroy our faith, to steal our joy. And the Bible is telling us that a peaceful heart gives us life. That is a non-envious heart. That is a content heart. That gives us life. And yet our tendency, which is to be envious, to be jealous if that person over there is having a baby and we want a baby, that person over there is getting married, they're succeeding, they're doing better in whichever business they're in, that rots my bones. Like it literally destroys us kind of from the inside out and also flows into our relationships. And so Quinn, how are love and envy, like how are they two conflicting emotions and how can we bring them together to create a solution? 
One of the things I love the most about this podcast is having the opportunity to be a part of a community. I love sharing free and helpful content to make your life just a little bit easier and a lot more joyful. So if after the podcast you want more, I have that for you. I am so thankful that I can send relationship tips, meal prepping ideas, home decor tips, encouragement for motherhood, and so much more directly to their email. If you want to join thousands of others just like you who receive exclusive free printables and a bi-weekly newsletter from me filled with tons of helpful life hacks that are tailored specifically for you, all you have to do is sign up. Go to sparrowsandlily.com backslash community. You'll receive delicious recipes that we have tried as a family and love. You'll receive free subscriber-only content that is created by the interviewees that I speak to that will be sent directly to your email. And you'll also receive first access to giveaways, living easy courses, event info, and so much more. All you have to do is join our community. Go to sparrowsandlily.com. That's S-P-A-R-R-O-W-S and L-I-L-Y.com backslash community. Well, I think that's a great question. And I think it's one that all of us should really be thinking about, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, honestly. But in, in my just experience, we are called to love. And the Bible makes it pretty clear what love is and what love isn't. And it specifically says, <laughs> love does not envy, right? Mm-hmm. It is not self-seeking. And so I think when we notice that love has shifted from admiration to envying, actually, the Ten Commandments, right? You, you shall not covet mm-hmm. your neighbor's house. You shall not be envy of the lifestyle. I think we have to draw in and think, why does God warn us away from that? You know, what is it? He is so careful to caution us what love is and what love isn't. And I think the truth of it is real love is when you do truly want the best for others because you understand how loved you really are, Mm -hmm. you know, by God and that your value does not come from your accomplishments. It doesn't. And you really begin to, you know, I don't know, be able to soak that up and believe it. That is when that that envy that oh i want what they have it comes back to but i know that i am loved by god and that he is directing my steps and i don't have to want what he is doing for them because i know that what he's doing for me is exactly what he wants in my life mm-hmm. and so i just always kind of try to focus on envy takes me to a dark place and it's not it's just not something that god wants us to sit in and so love is when we need to go and sit and focus on those things of like i said it's not self-seeking it's not envious it's patient it's kind mm-hmm. and um Try and sit with those traits and really let our hearts, like you said, our hearts kind of yield to those. Yeah. When we are constantly looking, because like, okay, so for me, when I'm struggling with feeling like I'm not measuring up or I'm not doing everything that I need to do, these expectations that I've placed on myself, and I'm seeing what others are doing and feel this comparison, I'm missing out on so much of what is intended for my life. I'm missing out on the things that are directly in front of my eyes. And it's also like 
you spend the yard analogy, you spend so much time looking over at your neighbor's yard and how perfect and how green it is that all the while your yard is getting yellow and dying a slow death because you're not tending to it. You're not nurturing it. And it's such a cliche analogy, I guess, but it couldn't be more true because as I look at someone who's succeeding more than me or who's done better or who's gone farther and you just lose sight, I think, of what is really in front of you because we're so busy looking over at other people. Amen. And you know, two things that that makes me think of when we are standing in our yard that's getting all withered and dry because we're not watering it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that there's is green. I mean, we can spend all day looking at it, but that just doesn't really do anything productive. And that's what I always think about. It's like, I can feel bad. I can feel like, oh, I wish that was me. But it doesn't change my circumstance. And so why? Why focus on that? You <laughs> That's know? really good. Another thing that I think about too is, and it, this comes down to the trust factor in God, but in trust is never going to do us wrong, no matter if we're talking about success in you know, this or anything in life, right? It all comes down to really knowing who we are following. But I always kind of come back to this peaceful thought. If I find myself having to kind of battle my mind in God, you know, how successful I am or, you know, how successful I think I should be, that he allows the success that I can handle and that he knows me better than I know myself. So maybe if I were to have grown by that, you know, like you said, 200,000 or 100,000, maybe I am a person that doesn't know how to keep the right boundaries Mm -hmm. and he is protecting me. You know, if he had given me 30 speaking engagements this year, would that be a thing that my family would look back and say, well, she was sweet when she was around, but she was always gone speaking. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just have to fall into trust that we all have these different capacities and capabilities. And he knows me better than I know myself. And so sometimes when I think I want more, I have to trust and just go, you know what, God, you know what I can handle and what puts me in a place where I am not being the person you created me to be, especially as a wife and mom, right? Mm. When you're trying to balance business. And so I just always kind of have to fall into that trust. And that really does help me. Yeah. Yeah. That is really, really encouraging to me, Quinn. Thank you. That's it's it's funny. You guys, before we started recording, Quinn and I were talking about what it would be like if I lived in a different city because the city I live in now, we don't do fun events or even speaking engagements like that stuff isn't really a thing here. But we were talking about how cool it would be if I lived in a city where there were those things and what kind of opportunities I would potentially have because Quinn lives in Houston and they have so many cool things happening so often. And immediately when we talk about that, I feel this angst in my heart of like, oh, we need to move. And I'm such an impulsive person. (laughs) I'm so impulsive that I have that like, oh yeah. Okay. Opportunity, you know, jump, jump, jump. And it has taught me that impulsivity has taught me to learn to pause. And my husband has been very gracious and the Lord has been very gracious in teaching me this, but to take a pause and to rest and say, this is just not the time. Like if it is the time, I'm going to have peace. God is not the author of confusion. Amen. I think so often when we're envious of what other people have, when we desire something that does not belong to us and was not intended for us, it's because our hearts have turned away from our one true love, who is God. Because we think that if we had this one opportunity or this one aspect of success or this baby or this marriage or this relationship, 
then we would be happy. And that is the ultimate thing. It is placing this ideal life on a pedestal and saying, if only I had that, then I would be happy. But in our experience, you see that the most rich and famous who have everything that they ever dreamed of are the most broken and lonely because a lot of the time we are chasing empty things. We are chasing inferior pleasures or we're just chasing things that are not intended to be ours just yet and we forget whose we are. Really, it boils down to the fact that the righteous jealousy of Jesus who desperately longs for us to love him, for us to put him first and to say, okay, God, I don't understand. Like, There's very real brokenness in infertility. There's very real brokenness in um, a divorce and desiring to have a family again and being jealous of those who do. Like, I don't think in any way are we diminishing that pain and that hardship when you see somebody with something that you want. But God is jealous for your heart. He longs for you to seek Him above all else and to trust that His plan is the perfect plan and that what He wills for you is going to be the best thing for you. And so His love, His jealous love is what will cleanse our hearts. Amen, Lindsay. I don't know if you care. Can I read a prayer that inspires me as far as in this subject matter that kind of rocked my world when actually he's my um, he's on my Renew You team with me. He read this to us one day and we both were like, okay, we've got to live our whole lives by this. But it was really oh my inspiring gosh, yes. kind of along the lines of what we're talking about. And it's long, so get ready. But I just feel like if you relate to Lindsay and I kind of in this regard, this is something that has a lot of merit because basically it's a prayer on humility. And humility, the reason we care about that is because it keeps us close to Jesus and not seeking the things that leave us empty. So this is what it says. Yes. Okay. I can't wait. All right. I love it. Literally, I'm not kidding you. I have it in my closet. It has rocked my world. I think about it like four times a day. So, Oh, I love uh, it. Okay. Okay. Oh, Oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. And I'm going to stop saying that and just keep going through. From the desire of being extolled, from the desire of being honored, of being praised, this is a big one, of being preferred to others, Mm. from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, from the fear of suffering rebukes, from the fear of being forgotten, from the fear of being ridiculed, from the fear of being wronged, from the fear of being suspected, that others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be more esteemed than I. Grant me the grace to desire it, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, that others may be chosen and I set aside, that others may be praised and I unnoticed, that others may be preferred to me in everything that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Mm. And that has just been kind of like, when I read that, actually, when Jarrell read that to me, I kind of was like, this is it. Like, this is my struggle. I want to be okay with this position. And this is what keeps me not envious and really wanting to root others on. 
Dang, that was so powerful. <laughs> that's like, that's so good. And you know what? I think because sometimes we can consider people distant from us, like whatever, people online or something, but that hits home for me with people that I don't get along with, especially because mm-hmm. that, like, bl- the scripture that says, bless those who curse you, bless and do not curse them. I'm always talking about praying good for them, but to pray that prayer with Christ in mind of purifying your heart and also in moments when you're struggling with bitterness and envy and resentment of someone that is getting something that you think they don't deserve or is claiming to be doing something that is not true. And you're like, no, they don't deserve that honor. You know, they don't deserve that glory. They they didn't do this the honorable way. Whatever capacity that struggle is in with friendships or with people that you hold anger toward, that is so good. Like from the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me. I mean, all of that is from the desire of being preferred to that person because it's like, no, Lord, I deserve this or I earned this or I, I, I. And so much of that is elevating ourselves. And what does the Bible say? We should become less. He should become greater. And so, wow, that was just, that's really good. I love that. that. Thank you for sharing. And what you, thank you. I feel like, like I said, I wish I wrote it, (laughs) but 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 I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it and get it in my heart as much as I can, because it is, it, it so resonates. And I guess the thing about that, kind of like you were saying, when others have success, that doesn't seem fair. Something that hit me really hard recently, and I'm sure you've studied it if you've been raised in the church, but for some strange reason, this really wasn't something that had ever like fully penetrated my heart until the last month. When we think of the grace we've been given by God, the prodigal son, we both have already received of those sons, right? They both received mm-hmm. um, a gift, the gifting of the father's love. We've already been given what we don't deserve and we don't get to ask for more when we already have received more than we, you know, should have ever got. And I am, I'm going to tell you this. I struggle with justice. I struggle with things being fair. I mean, down to the point of my parents, if they bought my sister a shirt, they'd come and say, okay, we spent $27 on your sister. We're going to get you a $27 shirt. I don't want to blame them, but it really did. I just struggle. I have noticed another huge sin. If you're seeing there's a theme, I'm a huge sinner, right? But um, I struggle. I struggle as an adult with justice and fairness and wait, that's not, that isn't fair. And even, even the passage where it is talking about where they hired someone in the three workers that started at different times in the day got the same wage. Do you right. know what I'm talking yes, about? Maybe yeah. So one, yeah. So one started early. One worker started early in the morning. One started midday. One started when they were almost finished and the owner paid them all the same amount. But the two who started earlier felt like that was unfair and the owner said, I am paying you what I agreed to pay you and what you agreed to, but you're unhappy now because you're comparing it with the wage of somebody else. Absolutely. And that is something, okay, that's where I think envy can take over because like in that case, if you're not looking to somebody else, then you're happy with your situation. Often you're like, thank you, Jesus. It's when we take our eyes off of what God has already done for us and we look around that we find that sense of brokenness. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I mean, that passage is one based on someone wanting fairness. I have struggled with over the years. Like I relate, I relate that that person started at 6 a.m. And yeah. that one didn't come in until 8 p.m. Poor, you know, I feel bad for that poor person that worked yeah. all day. But like I said, at the end of the day, 
God is just, and and we don't, He like I said, He's given us what we could have never earned. Mm. And so we just need to fall into that. And when something, when someone's received some accolade or some success, and in our mind, it doesn't make sense. I just try to fall into the fact of, thank you, God, for giving me what I could never have done, you know, myself. You've gifted me with something that I couldn't earn. And so let me just stay still in that truth. Yeah. Well, thanks, Quinn. I feel like I want to ask one last question. So for someone who is battling right now, they are struggling because their best friend just lost 30 pounds or their best friend just got married or somebody that they've known their entire life um, got a job that they felt like they deserved. I mean, whatever it might be. What are some practical things that they can do today, right now as they're listening, to move toward a joyful heart that rejoices for their friends rather than being envious of their friends? Okay, this may sound so simple, um, but I heard something the other day in a sermon that like, it just, it wrecked me. I just didn't even know what to do with myself. Okay, back to the story of the prodigal son, which is basically that there was one son that lived close to the father his whole life and did the right thing. And there was one wild son that went off and just totally made a mess of his inheritance. And then he comes back and the father welcomes him with open arms and throws him a party, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of that prodigal son, if he was looking at what his brother thought about him, when he walked back to the house, he would have probably felt like I don't deserve, you know, this life and maybe wouldn't have stayed on stayed in that path. But if he focused on the fact that his father had open arms and was like, yes, you are you are forgiven. You are welcome back. You know, come back into this life that I've given you. His perspective was one that remained where it needed to be. And that's what I think about with us. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus for our lives. If we try and go elsewhere, more than what the next step for our life that God wants for us, we are putting ourselves in a position of vulnerability to end up envious and jealous. And I think we have to just stay fixed on not what the brother's opinion of us is (laughs) or what that person is doing, but what God's opinion of us is. If you seek to lose weight or to have a baby or to get a big house like that girl or to have the most successful podcast in our terms or business, if you seek that, I just encourage you. I think the most practical thing you can do is hand it to God and say, God, this is my desire. But my desire is to honor you. And so I just need you to align me and keep my eyes fixed on you. And I really do believe when we pray with a sincere heart, he honors that and keeps us fixed where we need to be. One foot in front of the other toward the goals he sets for us. So good. Thanks, girl. So I'm going to have Quinn send over that prayer and I'll send it out to everyone on my email list. If you're not currently on my email list, just go to sparrowsandlily.com backslash community and you can join our community and receive all of the templates and printables that we receive from interviewees. But let's just fight super hard and I'm preaching to myself right now because this is a battle that I really struggle with. But to not 
blow out someone else's candle to make ours brighter. Let us rejoice with our friends, even when it's hard, even when we feel like it's not just, because God is a just God and he will take care of it. It is not ours to handle. And if we continue just loving people and rejoicing with them, we're going to strengthen those relationships. And we're also going to strengthen our hearts and our ability to be content in the gifts that we have been given because there are so, so many. So Quinn, let our listeners know how they can find you. Okay. Yes. So you can keep up with me and my podcast on Instagram at the Renew You Podcast. Of course, we're also on Facebook. And then if you just want to keep up with me in a more personal way, I have a blog that is... I'm an old gal, much bigger on Facebook. Sanctification. <laughs> you are not old. <laughs> Sanctification is fit up over there on Facebook. And then, of course, I'm also on Instagram. And I would love for you to follow along. I would love for you to also follow the podcast and keep up with what's going on over on um, my side. But thank you so much, Lindsay, just for letting me come and be with you today. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too, so don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.myestis. Love you guys.